Jerry Lowe went to be a missionary in the area of the world then known as Yugoslavia. And while there, he met a Serbian girl, fell in love in 1986. They got married and eventually moved to Texas. And that's when Yvette and I first met Susanna, who will be bringing us a word today. They serve in Croatia. And so, Susanna, we're delighted that you're here with us bringing the word. God bless you. It is wonderful to be with you today. Let me just get my PowerPoint going. How's everybody doing today? Good, good, good. I bet. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for allowing me to come and share with you today what God is doing in Europe and in the Balkans. Jerry could not be here today. He really wanted to, but um, he had to be um, in Sofia, Bulgaria. And so, um, but he sends his greetings and uh, really, really um, hopes to get to see you next time. Um, a lot of you know um, about Jerry getting very, very ill when we first arrived to Croatia. So I wanted to give you guys an update on what God has done and what is going on um, with, with his health. <clears throat> When we first arrived to Croatia, Jerry became very ill, and um, he, a couple of weeks later, we went to Romania, and he actually had to be rushed to the emergency room in Romania, um, and they, they diagnosed him with bronchial pneumonia, and they said that he had a very, very severe case of it. Um, they put him on IVs, and he was getting the strongest antibiotics and steroids that they could give to him in that country. Um, five days later, after the outreach, we went back to Croatia. And they continued to treat him with antibiotics um, for a, a month and a half. And uh, after a month and a half, uh, the, um, the situation and, and his health just got worse and worse. And um, Jerry was literally on his deathbed. Um, and um, God opened the door for us to be able to get into a different hospital um, where he was admitted. And through a series of tests, they discovered that Jerry never had pneumonia, but that he, this, his heart was failing. The left side of his heart was um, only functioning 20%, and um, it was enlarged. The doctor gave him heart medication, uh, lots of heart medication, um, told him that he was a very, very sick man, that he could die any time, and that this was an incurable um, sickness that he had. And uh, so he sent us home, and Jerry was a very sick man. He could hardly walk. Um, he would get disoriented. Um, it, was, it was a really, really difficult time in our lives. Um, and, of course, in the meantime, we had just arrived um, to Croatia, and so the ministry had to go on. And so I had to pick up the torch and, and really um, do the, do the um, legwork and, and be able to connect with and, and build those relationships that we needed to do. But um, slowly, as we went home and Jerry started taking the medication, he improved a little bit. We adjusted our lifestyle. Um, he would not go on a lot of the outreaches, but Jerry's an intercessor, and so he would pray um, during those times. Most of the trips, Jerry didn't get to go on, um, but, but we adjusted and we coped with it. Um, but um, as August approached, because in August we were supposed to take Jerry back to the doctor for, a, for another exam to see what the prog progress and, and how he was progressing, um, Jerry kept saying every day, he kept saying, when we get to the doctor in August, he's going to confirm that God has healed me. And he believed firmly. And I just kept saying, honey, it's okay. Just keep taking your medicine. I did not have the faith that he had. Um, but we went to the doctors in August. 
they did all the tests, um, again, the EKG, the ultrasound, the blood work, everything else. And we went into the doctor's office. He examined him as well. And then he, he looked, at the, looked at his desk and all the reports, and he just shook his head. He said, I do not understand this. This does not happen here. Um, your heart is functioning as a normal person's. Amen. He said, you can go on and live a normal life. He took him off of all of his heart medications. And Jerry today is beginning to gain some of his weight back. He lost 45 pounds during this ordeal. And um, he is, his energy is back. He's more energetic now than he was when he got sick. I mean, uh, it is really, truly remarkable. Remarkable. <laughs> And, you know, I just want to encourage you today, whatever obstacles that you are facing in your life, don't believe the report of men, but believe the report of the Lord. Amen. So as we sat down with Jerry and kind of talked about what I would be sharing uh, with you today, we realized that a lot, of, a lot of people don't know the full EI story. And so we thought it would be a good idea to share, to share the EI story with you today. So here we go. What is EI about? EI is about one purpose, and that is changing lives, changing Europe. So how did EI come about? Jeff Sirio uh, was in a prayer meeting in Grand Prairie, Texas, and uh, God led him um, and really impressed upon his heart to start a spiritual airlift, much like the Berlin Airlift of 1948, where Stalin was determined to, um, to starve the people of Berlin. So uh, fighter planes began to fly in to, um, to Berlin, bringing in water and food supplies to, to uh, keep the, the city of Berlin alive. This was known as um, one of the greatest humanitarian efforts of all, time, all times. Fire, uh, fighter planes would fly in three levels at a time to be able to, to bring in the amount of food and water needed to be able to sustain that city. It was in, intense, it was strategic, and it saved Berlin. So how does that relate to us today? We are an intense and strategic ministry. We believe that by God's grace, we can help save Europe. And so the practical must marry the spiritual in order to be able to bring change. And so EI penetrates with five initiatives. We, we basically mobilize Christians throughout the world to bring teams or uh, conference speakers, or concerts. We, we do it all. One of our, our first initiatives, one of our initiatives, is reaching the lost. And we do this in many different ways. But one of the things that, um, that we basically do is we take your church or your ministry, and we figure out strategically where is the best place to place it in Europe. This is an um, American team who came, and they're doing urban outreaches in Berlin. We believe in equipping the local church. There are times when church, uh, um, church leaders will come to us and say, you know, we would like to have some teaching on church government or inner healing or prayer. And so we, we bring that to them. We also believe in helping the poor. And most of our benevolence outreaches happen through the Balkan base. But EI has been going into Roma villages in Romania for seven consecutive years. You know, poverty and um, spiritual poverty are directly linked. We believe in best blessing the Jewish people. 
And again, we do this in many different ways. But the best way to bless the Jewish people is to lead them to their Messiah and introduce them to Jesus Christ. We believe in um, engaging in prayer. And prayer is a very, um, just a, a very big part of, of EI. Long before we moved to, um, to the Balkans, uh, Jerry and I, um, we started a, um, for six years, we started a uh, prayer blog. Um, which was going on, it still is going on on a weekly basis, um, where we pay, pray for a different country uh, each week for uh, in the Balkans. So we believe that prayer also must be strategic. So at EI, we mobilize Christians to Europe. We mobilize churches for short-term trips. We mobilize Americans and join them with Europeans so that they can uh, work together. We mobilize uh, Christian universities and Christian colleges to Europe. We organize special events, conferences. Why Europe? Europe has the lowest percent of evangelical Christians in the world today. And according to Time magazine, Europe is the spiritually darkest place on earth. This is a secular publication. Islam is the only growing religion today in Europe, but we are determined to change that. Europe is in a spiritual battle for its existence. Please take a look at this video. I believe in myself. Maybe there's a higher power, however, it's not concerned with me. Jesus might have lived and been a religious leader, like Buddha and Mohammed. I'm a tolerant person. Everybody should be free to think and believe what they want. In Europe, tolerance is the most important thing. Look into my eyes. This is my Europe. We don't have much to do with the church as God. Jesus Christ for me was uh, just a history. I believe in me. Jesus Christ is Allah, Jesus Christ is Muhammad, Jesus Christ is Buddha. Jesus? Nobody from me. European Initiative mobilizes Christians to ignite a spiritual awakening as we reach the lost and equip the church in Europe. We have great hope for this continent, and by God's grace, EI Ministries are bringing change. This is our Europe.
underneath an outer shell of spiritual indifference to God, many Europeans have a heart that is crying out for something real to believe in. This is why EI exists, to reveal the life and love of Jesus to Europeans. Please stand with us, pray for us, and support us. Help EI bring a spiritual awakening to Europe. We are intentional about changing Europe. We can do pretty much anything a team wants to do. Some teams want to come and pray. There are other teams that want to come and work with the children or do urban outreaches. It is the passion for Jesus Christ and our obedience to him. And through that, we can, we can uh, change Europe. We use the creative arts in urban outreaches. We facilitate church-to-church relationships. This is Jeff Serio working with a group of Roma um, pastors. And, um, and I, I want to make sure that, that it is known we believe very strongly in the local church. When we go into, um, into, into an area and we go, we go and talk to pastors, we tell them, we are not here to see an American church in your city. We want to see a strong European church in your, in, in your midst. And so the churches understand and the pastors there understand that our heart and our vision and our desire is not to build our kingdom, but his kingdom. And so it helps us unite the churches. When we go in, into our urban outreaches, we have a blue card. And on the back side of that, we have uh, all the list of all the churches in the, in the city. And so when we go and talk to individuals one-on-one, we find out where they live. And then we direct them to the nearest church in their, in, in their area. Also, when we go into a country like we did with um, EI Balkans into Zagreb, we approach and talk to the pastors and the church leaders, and we ask for their blessing and their permission, because we are the body of Christ, and together we can, we can accomplish much. We do special events, worship conference. This is a worship concert in, in Budapest, Hungary. Again, we partner with local churches. They help us pass out flyers. They uh, advertise in the media. We do all we can to bring, um, bring the loss to our, our meetings. We want, to be, we want to be culturally relevant without compromising the gospel. Another special event that we do uh, on an annual basis is the maze. This gentleman has a ministry to um, universities and colleges. He's a, a Christian illusionist. What he does, he's very talented. And he, through his tricks um, in his meetings, um, he really makes you think, is this real or is this illusional? And then he ends his, his uh, events by saying, the only reality in life is Jesus Christ. And then he presents the gospel. Another special event that we've done is Ballet Magnificat, and this is actually in Zagreb, Croatia. Ballet Magnificat is a professional Christian ballet company of of the highest quality. And you will hear a little bit more about them later. We do conferences because we do believe in strengthening the local church. Humanitarian aid in the Balkans. Um, Poverty in the Balkans is very, very... um, present everywhere you go. And so we try to get involved wherever we can. 
And Generations Church has been front and forward in many of our, our humanitarian initiatives. We really deeply depend on churches like Generations Church um, who understand the emergencies and understand the, the urgency of floods, like, for example, what happened in May um, in the Balkans, where hundreds of thousands of uh, people from the Balkans had to be evacuated, and 1.6 million people were displaced um, during this time. Over 2,000 landslides dislodged the nearly 2,000 landmines that were still, um, still around um, and unaccounted for from the Balkan Wars. It was a disaster of epic proportions. It is estimated that the cost um, is ran ranging in the several billion dollars. I burned the mid midnight on many a night, knocking on doors and asking for humanitarian help. And Generations Church was the first one to respond. And Pastor Allen, leadership team, church body, I want to honor you today because you are the fo your forerunners in the quest to help the, the needy in the Balkans. We go into countries like Germany, Belgium, England, Spain, Poland, Czech, Czech Republic, Hungary, Croatia, Serbia, and Romania. So far, these are the countries that we have worked in. And the two stars represent the two bases. This next video I want to show you is a, is a typical urban outreach. And during the course of the week, the t this team um, impacted about 9,000 lives in Europe. And over 200 accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. And all because 25 Americans decided to step out of their comfort zone, use their talents, and get on a plane and fly to Europe. Hi, my name is Matt Owen, and I'm here for Paris Bible College and European Initiative. And we're actually touring three different cities here in Germany. We're doing a lot of evangelism outreach out here. One of the first things that we get to do is a flash mob with the Cupid Shuffle, and it's a lot of fun. And then we step into our, our dramas, one of them being called The Wall. And then after that, we go out and we minister to the people personally. We pray for them. We ask for healing. We ask for salvation. Uh, it's really powerful. One of the main focuses of Paris Bible College is going out and spreading the gospel of Jesus to the world. And that's exactly what we're able to do here in Germany. And it's exciting to see the impact that the students here have made on the people here in Germany. out and loving on all the people and just sharing this hope of the love of God for them, the deep, passionate relationship that they can have with, with Jesus Christ. And it's so exciting to just go out and say, hey, there is so much love for you and there is so much hope for you in this life.
Hello, my name is Stefan Fuhr. I'm pastor here in Cologne. And we work together with European Initiative because we love the vision of the spiritual airlift. And this has brought us many um, blessings to our church. This is the 25th anniversary of the fall of the wall. And in 2014, we are finding out that Europeans are so very open to hear about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you, Karens, for making a huge impact in Europe. We are intentional about making a difference in Europe. We have a new program that we just started this year. It's called The Surge, and this is for zealous young adults, um, 30 days of intense service based out of Berlin. And, and again, this is an inaugural year for us, um, but it already impacted thousands of lives, lives in Europe. Surge welcomes um, American, international, and European uh, participants. But space is limited, so young people, listen up. <laughs> um, this is a, a picture of one of the search teams, and they actually came to Zagreb, Croatia, to do an outreach with us, and we went to Roma villages, and they ministered there. The second Balkan base. So, who are we? <laughs> As um, Alan, Pastor Allen mentioned, Jerry and I met and married in the 80s in, on the mission field in the former Yugoslavia and then moved back to um, America um, right before the war started. We started a family, um, built careers, but our hearts kept burning for the Balkans. And God com confirmed in, to both of us separately, individually, um, that he was going to take us back to Europe. And um, Jerry, of course, had this just incredible passion to pray for the Balkans. For me, in 94, I was at, at the worship conference in, uh, um, in, at Shady Grove Church. And I heard the, the Lord speak to me and said, I have heard the cry of my people. I have seen their misery. Now come, I will send you back to Egypt. And so... We held on to that. We held on to those words for years, knowing that God eventually will take us back there. And so the time came in 2013. We sold our home, our car. We gave most of our possessions to the poor. We kissed our three children goodbye, got on a plane with two suitcases, and off we were to Zagreb, Croatia, to start the new base uh, for EI. Leaving my children was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. But there's one thing that I'm more passionate about than, ch than my children, and that is my love for Jesus Christ and his love and need for the people of the Balkans. People ask, is it not hard to, to leave everything? Yes, it is. But God's love is greater, and he is joining us with co-laborers who have the similar passion for the continent of Europe. The Balkans consists of 12 nations, 
and 60 million people. It, has not been, it is known throughout the centuries as very war-torn. Uh, um, throughout the centuries, it was used as a buffer to keep the Ottoman Empire and Islam out of Europe. So the physical and the spiritual poverty is great. Ethnically, it is very diverse. Um, in the 1800s, the Ottomans used to in, take up entire villages and repopulate them in totally different parts of the empire. So um, religions, cultures went with them. And so this makes for very diverse, very, very difficult and challenging to reach um, these, these populations. It is said to be neglected by missionaries. The Balkans is a very hard ground. Here in America, it is said that 20, about 29% of Americans are evangelical Christians. In Europe, it is 1%. In the Balkans, it is 0.5%. In Iran today, there are more underground Christians, so just in Iran, in one country alone, than there are in all of the Balkans combined. So the Balkans is a very difficult, very difficult uh, land um, to, to work in. And it is actually known as the graveyard of missionaries. Right before we arrived to Zagreb, there was a missionary couple that shipwrecked. Their marriage fell apart because of all the pressures, and they left, uh, left Zagreb. Since we've arrived to Zagreb, there is another couple that moved there, um, actually about the same age as we are. They are now talking about leaving the field. But we see a new generation arising here in America. And we are very hopeful because we see a generation that is sold out to Jesus Christ. And we know that this generation, the missionaries coming out of this generation, are going to help save the Balkans in Europe. And so we arrived to Zagreb and we hit the ground running. After our first year, at the end of this year, we will have hosted seven outreaches, one um, special event in three different nations, and of course, um, we helped with the floods. And Generation Church was so graciously involved with that. So I would like to expand on that, on that just a little bit. Right after the floods, uh, we were able to go in and visit three different cities. And one of the cities that we visited was Obrenovac. Obrenovac is located, it, it is a, the suburb of, suburb of Belgrade, Serbia, which is the capital of Serbia. Population 100,000. So it's a sizable city. Up to seven feet of water covered the entire city for four days. 100% of the city was evacuated, and they were not allowed to go back in for weeks until the water came down and dried up. You cannot imagine the devastation. We went house to house and just listened to people's stories. Young couples with little children, elderly, living alone. And they were describing to us what it was like in the middle of the night, in the dark, to have to flee in 30 minutes' time. They had 30 minutes of notice to have to flee with the shirt on your back and nowhere to go. You don't know where you're going. It has left a, a, um, just a devastation emotionally and spiritually in that area. But there's a great thing that, that is coming out of this as well. Prior to the floods, there were, there were no evangelical Christians of any kind and no evangelical church in that city. And today there is a strong work being established in that city. And, and this, um, this group is addressing the spiritual 
the, the um, emotional and the physical needs of this, of this region. One other thing, one other outreach that I would like to highlight to you today is the Ballet Magnificat outreach that we had in Zagreb, Croatia. This was a significant event for Zagreb in many, many ways, but one of, one of them were um, that we were able to develop relationships with 11 churches um, to get them to partner with us for this outreach. We had four short months after we arrived uh, to be able to accomplish this. I had um, pastors and, and uh, people telling me, this will never work. Pastors here don't work together. But by God's grace, we were able to accomplish that. And we were able to bring these pastors together. And um, today, uh, when we have outreaches in Zagreb, those churches participate. And their numbers are growing to 12, 13, and hopefully 15 churches by the end of this year. Take a look at the video of the Bellamy Magnificat outreach. My name is Yuri Sebastian Voborski. I am the artistic director of Ballet Magnificat Omega Company, and we are currently on a European tour dancing here in Zagreb, Croatia. We are cooperating with European Initiative, and today we have danced on the third square right here in the center of Zagreb, dancing the story of the prodigal's journey. And right after we finished dancing, we went into the crowd and talked with the people about what they saw and about what they thought about Jesus. Space director. It was such a pleasure to host Ballet Magnificat for the first time in Croatia. They shared the gospel of Jesus Christ to their gift of dance to over a thousand people in the center of Zagreb. Thank you, Ballet Magnificat, for serving with such excellence. professional ballet company and our goal is to further the kingdom of God through dance and we are taking the gospel to the streets here in Baghdad.
after many years of touring, we have had a fantastic time here in Zagreb, joining in with another ministry and seeing the love of God touching the hearts of men and women of this city and of this nation. We have two more outreaches this year. And um, once again, Generations Church is leading the way by preparing 150 uh, Christmas packages for the Roma children in Croatia. One of those outreaches is going to be um, Karis Bible College. And um, Karis Bible College will prepare a two-hour Christmas program for the children and their parents. We are renting a large um, facility, and we will be busing in uh, three different villages uh, in uh, throughout two consecutive days um, of Roma children and their parents. And during that time, um, these gifts will be um, given out to the children. And um, I just it cannot tell you what an impact this will have in this, on these children. The way forward. So currently, we already have five uh, different events that we are planning for next year, for the early part of next year. One of those is a pastor's conference in Croatia, and another one is Ballet Magnificat will be going to Belgrade, Serbia, which I am very excited about. We would also like to expand outreaches um, to three or possibly even four uh, different countries in the Balkans next year. Um, those are um, Albania, Greece, uh, Montenegro, and possibly Bulgaria. Our desire also is to get involved with the Syrian refugees in Bulgaria. There are several thousand uh, Syrian ref- refugees that are um, in, in Bulgaria right now, and the needs are pretty dire there. Jerry was there just two days ago um, at the camp, so I am really looking forward to re- receiving some of the reports from him. Our three-year goal is to have surge outreaches um, and uh, surge operating out of Zagreb, Croatia, as well as Berlin. Um, we also have a, um, a desire to have strong uh, presence in 50% of the penetrated countries in the Balkans. So um, the countries that we have gone into, uh, we would like to expand those into multiple cities so that we are not only entering into one city in a country, but that we are penetrating uh, several cities. And our long-term goal is to establish EI missionaries uh, throughout the Balkans in key countries and then hopefully add, um, add additional bases as well. In our last video for today. We are Jerry and Zuzana Lowe. At the end of 2013, we moved to Zagreb, Croatia to pioneer.